When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello from PPG Paints Arena. He's Danny Shirey. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And uh, it's uh, Winnipeg's four, Pittsburgh's one. And uh, not even that close, was it? No, it really wasn't that close. I think from the the second the puck was dropped in the first period, the Jets came out and, and really started to press the Penguins um, early on. They they made their presence felt physical uh, on the on the physical side by getting pucks in deep and kind of working the Penguins along the boards. But they were willing to shoot the puck too, and they they did it quite a bit. And by the time the Penguins ended up getting the puck on their stick, they weren't able to do a whole lot with it. Whether it was because they just weren't in it tonight, or whether it was because they didn't want to work for it, or whatever it was, or all of the above and AHL goaltending and a whole yeah, lot of other stuff. That's and, always something to consider as well. You know, I, I, the the thing that struck me, and I, I mentioned this to you in the press box and watching it early on, that, that impressed me the most about the Jets, uh, in addition to everything in this particular setting, because the Penguins weren't good, was their attention to detail with the sticks was through the roof. Uh, probably the best I've seen this season. Now that's the hallmark of a Rick Bonus team, it always has been. He focuses on defense first. He did it in Dallas, got the Stars to the Stanley Cup final as a result. He's really changed the look of that team, and no one watching this cares about that. But the reason that I mention this is that the Penguins had no counter for it. No counter for a team that's good with stick checks, with just plain old defending you well, by intercepting passes. Nor did they do much of it themselves at all. Then there's that, <laughs> which which is a great way to not have possession in the first place and B, to not maintain it once you do. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs> Danny's got the rest of this. That's it. I, I mean, truly, though, the, the Penguins just, they didn't look in it like they were in it all night and and they talked a lot about how you know how we played them earlier in the seasons kind of the way we need to play in, in those kind of uncomfortable games where we're not able to use our high-end offensive talent to create chances at will you've got to be able to to be comfortable playing in these low event games and the penguins certainly did not look comfortable playing in this well i wouldn't even call it a low event game because the the jets the other guys had events the jets certainly <laughs> yeah. had their fair share of events um, in the Penguins' end. So it, it was just kind of weird to see unfold almost because in a lot of these times when you are down so many guys in your lineup, you, you think guys maybe get up it's a little bit more. the other way. But that just didn't happen. In fact, the Penguins' own history against this particular opponent, who they only face twice a year, has been that whenever they are missing guys or they have their backs against the wall, this goes back a few years now. It's like, oh, here comes Winnipeg. And even though the Jets would be playing well, the Jets have been competitive now for a while, the Penguins would be like, well, that's fine. We're just going to tough it out. And they send out whatever Brian Gibbons or whoever they call up, and they go out and they play hard. And that didn't happen here. I am totally on board, Danny, with this idea of looking at who all they were missing. And then you, you add Marcus Pedersen onto that, your top goaltender, your top three defensemen, your two-thirds of your fourth line. Except that the rest of them didn't try, other than Jason Zucker. Yeah, it, and it, it just doesn't make any sense because no. you, you even look back to the start of last regular season. The 
Penguins were down Sidney Crosby. They were down Evgeny Malkin, who was the first line center, Jeff Carter. And the Penguins, they weren't terrible to start the season, but I, I'm sure they certainly look better than whatever the heck we just saw out on the ice here tonight. Yeah, it, this is uh, this is a tough one to, to handle, uh, and, and it should be from the Pittsburgh perspective. Here's some of what P.O. Joseph had to say after the game. I think, you know, I don't think we used the, uh, the strain of our game tonight, and um, I think as a, uh, as a deep group, I think we got to move a little bit faster for the forward to, you know, to get their chances in the offensive zone, but uh, they're a pretty good defensive team, and uh, they shut us down tonight. What do you think of P.O. of late? Uh, I, I definitely think he's taken a step back since the the injuries have come along to, to Latang and Petrie. I still really like what he's been able to bring in the transition game and, and really taking uh, – he, he's kind of served as a one-man breakout machine, but at the same time – He's I, had to. They don't come back for – well, they don't come back and present blades at all for their defensemen, which, by the way, was something that Mike Sullivan – brought up on he, his own he did bring that up after the game and and just kind of in a general sense no gonna, easy outs was I'm, the way he put it and i'm going to be going on a tangent here but I've, I've noticed that in the neutral zone as well and not necessarily just tonight but maybe over this last little stretch here it, it seems like there just hasn't been i don't know if not enough puck puck support is the proper term but i don't know if it's been adequate puck support and that means building speed before you get the puck putting yourself in position and taking lanes it's going to be able to let you capitalize before and after after you get the puck rather than just worrying about what you're doing when the puck's on you. You know what stick. film they could use to remind them of how to do that? This right here. It's what Winnipeg did the whole game. It is. It just it just is. They were really tight. They stayed. We talked about it upstairs as it was happening. Multiple sticks uh, on every loose puck. Uh, their breakouts were one, two, and three. It wasn't just a, here's a prayer up the middle. Let's see. I hope somebody catches it. Well, and if you do go back and watch that, you'll be like, wow, it seems like the Jets are really just connecting on every single one of their passes, and yet it's it seems like the most complicated thing in the world for the Penguins to complete a D to D pass. Well, going back to that, what are you doing leading up to the instance where that pass is being made in that, in that split second, whether it's a split second before, split second after? What happened leading up to that? And I, I don't think the details in, the, in those uh, you know nuances in, in off-puck play especially were there for the Penguins tonight. When we come back because we're not really this miserable as humans we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go at the one bright spot from this one drew o'connor was either promoted or something depending on your perspective of what it means to play on this team's third line he was on this line with uh jeff carter and kasperi kapanen and they did have a goal off a really strange broken awkward rush that kapanen to his credit ended up turning into a nice assist and O'Connor finished with a goal. Um, what's the thought right now on O'Connor? Uh, Yours. Well, here's the thing. Coming coming into this year, I, I was pretty certain that O'Connor could provide some positive impacts at the bottom of the Penguins lineup. But that being said, when he's going out there and playing seven, eight and a half minutes a night tonight. Nobody's he, making impacts, yeah. To, tonight he played a little over ten minutes, and, and I thought he played well aside from just the goal that he scored there was there was that instance you pointed out in the first period where he did he got his, rubbed off the puck he, at the red line and that's just a for someone his size with his speed and his momentum not to mention common sense the guy's coming to rub you out at least get it deep but that Winnipeg was able to take the puck from him at the red line and go right back into the Pittsburgh zone right and on top of that it, it is hard to judge a performance like tonight when the rest of the team looks like that as well but I don't know that we can necessarily 
say the verdict is out on O'Connor, what kind of impact or role he's going to have with this team because his ice time and, and deployment has been so inconsistent. What I will say is that I think the third line has looked better with him on the left wing than it did Danton Heinen, and everybody knows I love Danton Heinen, but he has not been good enough. No, and, he's and, invisible. And the third line has at least done something with O'Connor. And I would say that Brock McGinn's invisible, except that I'm not even sure he exists anymore to be invisible. If you're invisible, you actually exist. See what I mean? Was McGinn in the lineup See how he is? But, you know, he's also down on Carter, like, all the time. And I actually, there were some signs from this third line that they looked like, you remember the one shift P.O. got the puck through, it was down here? Uh, They were really pushing, and they sent a bunch of bodies to the net. That's how your third line needs to play. Or call them the fourth line or do something else entirely. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think Riddick bobbled a couple of of their shots, and that that was when I think the Penguins had like 11 shots. Imagine wanting to shoot the the puck on David Riddick, incidentally. Well, when when David Riddick's faced 10 shots halfway through the the game. The hockey gods have given you a night off from facing Connor Hellebuck, and you say, eh. And I think that really just spoke to... What kind of mindset did the Penguins really come into this game? You know you're going up against David Riddick, and Zero. then all of a sudden, Zero. halfway through the game, you see uh, Jeff Carter wrist shot that's getting bobbled up in the air, and your first thought is going to go out there and go, okay, let's put ourselves in position to finesse. get everything on net that <laughs> yeah. we can. Let's go finesse. No, Danny, we want finesse. <sighs> I mean, that's what it is. Here's uh, I had a couple questions for, for Drew O'Connor after this game. Now, what, are you, what are you hearing from the coaches right now? What do they want to see from you? Uh, I think just kind of playing relentlessly, um, you know, getting in on the forecheck, uh, protecting the puck, um, you know, being really sound defensively, um, and just being reliable. I think for me, it's just kind of earning their trust and, and finding ways that uh, you know they want to put me on the ice. There isn't an emphasis on scoring or anything like that. It's just let's just play this way and the goals will come. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it just comes from playing the right way, and then hopefully the offense starts to come. I'll tell you what the reality is of what the coaches want to see from O'Connor. He was being diplomatic there. They want to see him do some banging. They want to see him utilize that size. They want to see him, well, do that stuff. I'm always joking with you. I call him the human forecheck. But, you know, he had a shift in the third period where he went down into the Winnipeg zone, lined up Neil Pionk, destroyed him. It was a much harder and more impactful hit than what it might have seemed like. In the old days, the glass would have done this, okay? (laughs) It doesn't do that anymore. and now he wasn't able to get the puck on that one because Winnipeg had him surrounded by either three or four bodies. But that's what they want to see from him. They are not emphasizing to him in any way, shape, or form, hey, kid, go score goals. Okay, They want to see him become a bottom six contributor. And I think the bottom six as a whole, that's really what the Penguins need here. Obviously, they're going to need – Oh, some, you think? Well, they're, they're <laughs> going to need some offensive contributions yes. from this bottom six, but the problem right now is that the bottom six is not carrying – They don't do a damn thing. They're not carrying any sort of play no. against the opposition. So there's that added burden against the top six when they're actually out there instead of being able to focus, okay, you know, if, if we give up a chance here or we give up a goal here, it's not going to be the end of the world as we're trying to score – when you have your bottom six taking care of that kind of business, the the burden to to worry about your own end. I'm not to say it, it is it, it's not important, but the 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 area that your mind is in when you know that Teddy Bluger, Zach Aston Reese, and Brandon Tanev are hopping over the boards was and very smothering different. the opponents very different. is very different because they what weren't just out now. there to kill time; they were out there to kill people to some extent. Right. And it, it was a, a very different feel. You're right. There felt like there was a rotation, a legitimate lo- rotation of lines, as opposed to, 
I need somebody to kill the time so that, you know, Sid, Jake, and Russ can go back out there. Well, you know? on top of there being a rotation, you knew what those lines were going out there to do. And I don't know that the third or fourth line for the Penguins right now really has a set idea of what they're trying to go out there and do other than not get their heads bashed in. Yeah, yeah. Well, so much for our attempt to <laughs> be, be happy and <laughs> rosy and sunshine. And bum, bum, bum. It's, it's my fault. Thanks for watching.